Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Holistically Speaking with your well woman, practitioner Lashana Moore. I am so excited to bring this episode to you. I am joined by the amazing Allie Manning, a food scientist who's going to be talking with us about food, chemicals, and ingredients. I affectionately titled this episode, Food Behind the Scene. So if you've had any question about the truth, of chemicals, ingredients, how to shop, how not to shop, how to eat, how not to eat, does it matter? Um, And the education of all of these questions, then you are in for a treat. Allie is a food scientist as well as a food educator, author, and founder of Unami Food Consulting. She has a book that she's written for kids called Can I Play With My Food? Now, we also recorded live on my YouTube channel, Well Life TV, and we were having a little bit of a technical difficulty. So I do ask you to um, give us some grace with a little bit of the echo. We got it under control, but there are times where you can hear it. And you're going to be joining us right in the flow of the beginning of our conversation, speaking to Allie about her background and what it's like to be a food scientist. So grab your wellness tea, make sure that you've subscribed, share with a friend, your comfy seat, and let's dig in. That could be microbiology. And so our roles are vast. We work in agriculture, we work in product development, we work in education, um, and in the lab, and that's uh, where I began. So as a food scientist, the opportunities are endless, honestly, because we've all got to eat. And (laughs) we've all got to eat and we've got to find new resources for food. So yeah, yeah, that's about a lot of what we do. And what I love about it, as you you mentioned, is that it crosses into so many areas, whether it's education, whether it's everyday living in so many different uh, vocations and concentration concentrations. Food science is somewhere within our everyday experience. The one thing that we are not going to do is go a day without eating, consuming, digesting something. So you've kind of also shared within that definition really what a food scientist does. Um, I have been sharing with my audience that unless you are receiving proper information from people who are skilled and who work in these lanes of education, like food science, um, you really have to be careful about the information that you receive. So would you give us just a little bit of what a food scientist may do on a day-to-day basis or maybe just a general scope of, of a food scientist, what a food scientist does? Yeah, absolutely. So once again, we all work in so many different capacities. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I started out in my career, I worked in food manufacturing. So mm-hmm. I worked as a chemist in a lab uh, running, you know, multiple tests for quality. Gotcha. Um, ultimately, that was not where I wanted to be forever. Mm-hmm. And so moving into research and development allowed me to stretch my creative brain, my analytical brain. And that. a lot of the work that I did uh, was consumer driven. It Mm -hmm. was, what does the market ask for? What do we need? What do consumers need, you know, uh, and what? And so a lot of the things that we did were based on what the consumer wanted. For example, 
I worked in fats and oils. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anything that you fry with, anything that you bake with. And, um, you know, we had some national clients like our McDonald's and our Chick-fil-A's and yeah, our Burger Kings. You know, and so, um, you know, they have specific requests. Brands have specific requests. And many times we as food scientists either have to meet that demand or find innovative ways to match existing products or create new ones. So it's really interesting. There's never a dull moment. It's a lot of <laughs> testing, a lot of routine testing, because as scientists, that's what we do three times, right? And so yeah. um, it, it's really interesting work. So it's very layered, and I know that we all... Oh, wait a minute. I hear a little bit of a feedback on my end. I know that we all have experienced science, whether it's through uh, our science classes. If you guys can think way back from elementary, your early science classes um, and experiments and all of these things that we we would do. um, I think that's one thing that made me smile so big about your book. Can I play with my food? I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but in mentioning that, can we talk about that for a moment? Uh, your book and uh, what inspired you to write this book. I, I heard the backstory behind the book and I absolutely love it. Would you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The pandemic was pivotal for all of us, yeah. all of us. Um, you know, like I said, I've worked in the industry a long time, but an opportunity for came for me to open my consultancy, Umami Food Consulting. And during that time, earlier on in 2020, I know we were all talking about pivoting. What to do next, right? Um, Because the world was in shambles. And, you know, during that time, I was searching for my joy, getting back to all of the things that I love to do. And because I had just opened my business, um, you know, there were some the restaurant industry was struggling. Like nobody was focused on <laughs> growth. We were trying to maintain. Yeah, and so um, interesting enough, there was a lot of growth that did transpire during that time. Um, and so getting back to finding my joy, I draw. I loved to draw as a child. I loved, wow. loved wow. it. And I, I got back to drawing just like I got back to skating. And yes. um, the book, the book began to just flow from me. My sister, um, Alexis is really the inspiration. Of course, my work as a food scientist and and my program with food science for kids is also an inspiration, but in the book, you know, it's to honor Lexi. Alexis is my sister and she is Downs. And in this book, Nima and Lexi explore where food comes from. They understand, you know, food sources. And then they also get to enjoy a science experiment as well and realize you know what cooking is food science you know and so it's a great way to introduce this scientific discipline that I really love um, to little ones and um, to show them that I exist that we exist absolutely I love that I love the representation um, in the book kids of color I love that this education is starting at a young age so that you know as kids grow they're learning healthy relationship with food. They're learning about science and being able to um, allow their in, in, their curiosity to be encouraged. I really like that. A lot of times we like to kind of, you know, stifle or or 
we want to discipline the curious nature of a child, but the book really encourages that. I love that it was inspired by your sister and um, that it really is even education for our adults as well. So you all, I'm going to be gifting a few of her books. And for those of you who are not gifted a book, I do want you to go onto her website and purchase these books, distribute them and tell other parents about them because we already know, we're getting ready to dive into it. We already know that there is so much confusion about what to eat, what not to eat. And can I afford this to feed my family? And can I not afford? Listen, it's going to take all of the hassle and the strain out of these ideologies. Um, Allie, what are your thoughts on the food industry right now and where we are? Yeah, I think the food industry is in a really interesting space. You know, there's a growing demand and and need for consciousness, environmental Mm -hmm. consciousness, how much we're producing, you know, how much energy we're using to create these food products, food waste. Food waste is a major issue right now within, um, you know, our industry finding new innovative food solutions because once again there are billions of people on this planet how do we feed them and so you know that food industry is in a weird it's in an interesting space um because of that reason and so as a food scientist you know we really focus on food shopping behaviors i mean as a as kind of a introductory because many times people don't even realize how a grocery store is set up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's set up for a particular reason. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we should be more mindful <laughs> of how much we're shopping, how much we're, how, how we're shopping and how much we're spending on food. And then understanding what we currently already have in the fridge. <laughs> how can we utilize that what we currently is. have and use it up before buying more? Um, we're in, our society is such an accent. Excess society. Excess, absolutely. <laughs> uh, access and excess. And so I think if we would be more mindful about that, um, you know, we can move towards a better food industry. But the food industry is it's interesting. I work in food science, but there's so much happening in every area um, to really consider and, and look more m- look more in depth at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's um, very interesting, and you all bear with me because I really I don't know where that's coming from. But we'll navigate it and do the best uh, that we can. I'm kind of taking turns muting my phone. I have my my earpods right here just in case I need to go into emergency mode. You all know how this tech stuff works, so we are working as best as we can here because I really want you to get the meat and the content of this information. Um, Ali, you hear a lot of the talk. You are um, such a major influencer on social media. And by the way, side note, you all, you have to follow her social media page. She is a fashionista. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And as you. much fun. as the work that she does, and I love it, I, I I absolutely love it. So if you need like an, um, what do they call it? An OTD outfit of the day or inspired by ideas. I'm going to give you the information at the end, everybody. You have got to check out her social media page. So have you seen me blush? You just made me blush. Girl, you are on it. I mean, color. I love it because you love color. 
contrast, complementing colors and patterns. I love everything about it. And Thank you. it just Thank it it um it amplifies the the work of art. Everything that you're doing is a work of art. I enjoy cooking because it's an art and a science to me. And I think that that reflects in the way that you um, dress, your fashion, your style. I think that it really, um, it becomes you. It is you. And I really love that. Absolutely. I have found me. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, I I alluded to my life changing, but it really did change Mm -hmm. um, in 2020. And so there was a time where I felt completely lost and completely empty. And so in my search to find myself and and figure out what kind of meaningful work that I wanted to do Mm -hmm. moving forward Mm -hmm. outside of the industry, that's when getting back and finding my personal style became a thing and um, drawing became a thing, create writing and creating a book became a thing and skating became a thing I because I got back, all to, got back to all the childlike all fun yes. that I love to do. And I think we sometimes get so caught up in the, the day-to-day that we forget the things that we used to love. So. Absolutely. And those outlets are important. We're going to get back on task, you all, but I have to share this. Speaking of skating, my husband tried skating one time at six years old. He, he fell and he never tried again. He is currently taking skating lessons, and I oh, wow. am, I am so proud of him. And y'all should see him. He, I mean, he's where he focuses so hard, but he's learning how to glide, and it is it's so great. Skating is is a is a great way to enjoy moving the body and to make exercise uh, fun play. Even as adults, a lot of those things that we used to do in our childhood that we just dropped. Because doing life and taking care of life adult responsibilities take over. So I love, I love the skating group. All right, y'all, back on task, back on task. <laughs> right. Allie, what are, what are, give me at least three ingredients that um, you feel are often misunderstood. We hear a lot about don't, 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 no, 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 don't use this, don't try that. We've heard a lot about so many of them. MSG is a big one. Just loads of um, ingredients that have been placed on a negative list. So if you would share with us, what are three ingredients that are often misunderstood? Yeah, I, you know, I think of even some of some of the most simpler uh, ingredients like lactic acid or citric acid. You know, people don't necessarily think yes. about what what the sources are for these ingredients, but they're all natural in fruits. They're used as preservatives, mm-hmm. natural preservatives. Mm-hmm. They're used to prevent, um, you know, browning that yes. react that occurs due to oxidation or oxygen mm-hmm. reacting with the food. Um, you know, you have some things that are like lecithins even that are typically found in, in, in nature as well that act as emulsifiers that pull the product together to coffee some, Sometimes if the word is a little bit um, unfamiliar, then that it creates fear. And we know as food scientists that happens. Um, some of the ingredients and chemicals that are extracted from natural products are not harmful to the body. But because they sound scary, <laughs> yeah. we, we understand. And I, as a food scientist, I reiterate... Uh-oh, I'm sorry, my doggy. <laughs> I, 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 reiterate, I reiterate um, everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. It doesn't matter if you're eating fruit or McDonald's chicken nuggets. 
that's my one thing. Everything in moderation. And so, um, you know, ingredients can sound a little bit scary, but yeah. um, do your own research. Do your own research. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and what trust, I trusted research. Um, there we are again. That's why I wanted, I, I wanted, I, I, I can't say I wanted to come from the horse's mouth. That's insulting. I wanted it to come directly from the voice of someone who has labored passionately you have but has labored in this field to do the work the investigation and this is a a way of life because it is a concentration and a focus there's a lot of teaching and i'll just um remind us of of a few there's a lot of teaching um i've shared with my podcast audience that even i after so many years i've been in my field for about 13 years but i remember going to school and a lot of the education that was shared about food and ingredients after a while, there was just like a check in me like, mm, are you sure? Let me go back and kind of revisit, revisit this. And I took a chance to trust my gut over academics and revisit a lot of what we had been taught. And so now I'm um, spending the time, the time of grace to reteach a lot of those things for years I taught some of the very same things, teachings like if if it's too hard to pronounce, then it's automatically not healthy. Um, the less ingredients in foods, the better. All of these different things which have been passed down to us that aren't necessarily um, accurate, but also really creates a paralysis and a fear around choosing foods. And so I think I just got to the point, Allie, where I was like, listen, if, if it's not coming from a credible voice who either this is their lane, this is what they do, people like yourself, uh, professionals like yourself, or if it has, not, or it has been shown to you in proven evidence and research, be careful. What would you like to say to that? Oh, absolutely. 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 I think that we're in a society that wants things a certain type of way. But sometimes we may not understand all of the things that need to go into it so that your product looks exactly how you wanted it every time you go into the store. Mm. And so because, you know, you want to have foods that are food safe, right, and maintain their shelf life mm -hmm. over time, mm -hmm. you know, some things must be added. Not everything, you know, and for me, I thoroughly enjoy Trader Joe's because I do. I, I yes. know that they use a lot of natural ingredients and in many of their, uh, even their frozen food section is incredible because mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. of the things on the list, you can see them, you know exactly what they are, mm -hmm. right? But accessibility, let's keep it 100 here. Right. <laughs> food insecurity is an issue. Big issue. Yeah. And when it comes to understanding, you know, um, food insecurity and how things are made and who can afford what and when and how, you know, you have to almost, you know, teeter on that line of I've got to make the best decision for my family right now. <laughs> I've got to do this because I've got to eat this because, because I love ramen noodles myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad <laughs> you I said it. You know, but I do believe once again, when you're looking at your serving sizes, when you're looking at your nutritional content, Look at foods that are high in fiber. Look at foods that are, you know, high in, in, in nutritional value. Um, look at your portion sizes. And I think that once 
folks understand the nutritional aspect of it, they'll understand more why food science exists, why creators and innovators exist. And so I'll have clients, you know, I've got a kind of, kind of a, kind of a wide array of clients, Mm -hmm. but I'll have some folks reach out and say, man, I really want my cookies um, on, on the shelf in Whole Foods. And I'll say, well, what do you need? What what do you need from me? How, how can we make this happen? (laughs) Um, Without, within your Mm -hmm. parameters. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes they don't, folks don't realize how long it takes to get your product on the shelf. It's just not an overnight type of thing. Sometimes it could take six to eight months of just testing that product Mm -hmm. before it's even um, safe enough or holds up well enough to be on the shelf. So there's a lot that goes into it and everything in moderation. So would you say that then at the end of the day, a consumer is going into the grocery store to shop, needs to provide for their family, uh, needs at this point, we have a lot of food insecurity here um, in my city as well. And I have been working with some farmers and some local entrepreneurs um, about the food deserts that we have. Um, My question that I often pose to um, individuals who who really just streamline one particular type of teaching is that if we went into a famine today, would you shop at the grocery store the same? If you lost your income and you weren't able to buy said healthy foods, would you change the way that you shop? Right. And if it's good enough for famine times, then why not consider, okay, do I have, let's all think about it scientifically. Do I have accurate, gathered, tested, proven information Versus just a meme that I see that's saying, eat this, don't eat that. Choose this, don't choose that. Absolutely. I think that it's all circumstantial. It's all circumstantial. You know, I would love to eat organic all the time. I would love to even eat at the, you know, grab produce from the farmer's market every week. But sometimes all I can make it to is Aldi. Right. Big ups (laughs) for Aldi. And you just get, right, and you just get the best produce, the best options mm-hmm. for you and your household. I think that once you, you know, bring in your healthy fruits and vegetables, your grains, mm-hmm. if you happen to eat protein, go with that. Mm-hmm. And then add in your little junk food, you know, your yeah. favorite items. Because I know I've got mine, and Absolutely. I think that when people are too extreme on one end or the other end, that creates confusion and misinformation. And so I think that you know, I know that I'm more generalized because I, I teach students in, you know, lower income areas, you know, that right. have never even heard of um, papaya or tried papaya. So for me, introducing ingredients and food items to them when I'm teaching is all that I'm caring about, because if they can remove that fago and, and try a coconut water, then I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But you know, it's just different. It's just different for everyone. Yeah. yeah. You hit on it earlier when you said um, everything in moderation. Um, I My life has become even more enjoyable and free in being able to enjoy pretty much anything that I desire in moderation. Um, an addendum to this, I guess, would be um, when I consider 
uh, specialized clients that I work with who do need a certain kind of diet. So if that's you and you're listening and maybe you're suffering from something or you're going through um, really, really aggressive therapy of certain kind that will change, you know, um, the pH of your gut or, you know, it, it changes your hormones and you have to abide by a stricter way of eating then that I would say is uh, is a secondary or um, an additional conversation. What we really want to bring to light mm-hmm. is for the general consumer, yeah, how to really bring the I'll call it the mental inflammation down when it comes to food and um, remove the fear and the phobia. You are your first doctor. You're your first scientist and see how the body responds uh, to these things. So you're telling me and I'm I'm asking these questions for our audience that frozen food is okay. I am. I am. You're telling me. (laughs) Frozen food. Freezing food, first of all, is one of the oldest ways of preserving food and preserving the food quality. Mm-hmm. So yes. Canned foods. Yes. Are canned, canned foods food. okay? Preservation techniques. These are old ways of mm-hmm. preserving food. Uh, you know, and I think that when, you, like you said, listening to your body, you are your first line of defense for what you're, you're in mm-hmm. control of what you're putting in your body if you're not a baby, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, listening to your body for me, for example, um, I realized that when I have, you know, fried food, my allergies just flare up. You know, there comes a time where you just have to listen to how your body responds mm-hmm. to certain foods. Yeah. And if that is the case, then absolutely seek a dietitian, a holistic health practitioner, a food scientist. Yes. Read. yes. <laughs> and yes. so I think that, um, yeah, I, f- I love frozen food. I mean, yeah. it's convenient. But it, once again, looking at the nutritional panel, seeing the value, is it high in sugar? Is it high in salt? Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't get that one. Maybe I'll get a different version, mm-hmm. you know, and just making a healthier choice. Yeah, and I think that's probably where we need, we being um, people who are in the food industry, dietitians, nutritionists, holistic health practitioners, anyone within this space um, would probably empower people a lot more by teaching um, nutritional value versus do's and don'ts, giving people artillery that will empower them to be able to go and have the freedom to make these decisions. Um, I'm going to be canning some tomatoes, canning an old um, preserving technique, and I will be adding citric acid to that process for the sake of preserving uh, those tomatoes. What would you like to say to people um, as we draw toward the latter part or toward the end of this conversation? What would you like to say uh, to people who have been stricken with fear if someone who were listening or watching this episode um who for years has been under the ideology that there's a list of foods that you should steer clear from what would you say to those people you know i that's a tough one (laughs) you know i think that 
Uh, I'm really not here to persuade, honestly. <laughs> I think that there comes a time when you just have to make the best choice for you. And if you are pigeonholed into believing that all things are bad and that everything on this list is bad, I'm going to stick a, stay away from it or else, you know, if that is that, if the fear is the driving force of why you don't enjoy food, play with your food, experience different types of food, then how are you fully living? Like, mm, how are you fully yeah, living? So I think good. that's just simply what it is because there's so much out here to explore and appreciate about yes. food. There are even so many different types of natural, you know, all natural fruits and vegetables and things that we could enjoy. Yeah. But if it was on the list and I, and I saw that and I was afraid without looking at it or doing my own research, then that's my fault. That's yeah. my fault. So yeah. taking ownership and, and, you know, I, <laughs> my husband and I, we clown a little bit. I love my mom a lot of death. Hopefully she don't get me for this, but <laughs> <laughs> never mind, never mind. <laughs> no, but, you know, just this thing of, well, um, breads that are too processed, right? Mm -hmm. White bread, mm -hmm. white rice. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. going to stay away from it. And, you know, maybe that was some old timey thinking, but, you know, experience it. And experience it in moderation and enjoy it for what yes. it is. Yes. I love that. I think uh, that, that 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 is the key. Opening yourselves back up to experiencing food, um, using things in moderation. And if, if there are some things that you're not clear on, to seek out those people who can accurately help. Um, food is community but food is also very personal. And because yeah. it is so personal, um, we can't always gravitate to just one general rule. It's your body. It's, it's your, metabol your metabolization. Um, only you know those specifics about your body, your health, your lifestyle. And um, I would really like to see us move more in that direction. And uh, for the Holistically Well community, we'll be spending a lot of time doing that and educating you and teaching you and having professionals like Allie come on and talk with you and, and to let you know, woo-woo-woo, woo-woo-woo. Right. It's okay. <laughs> right. I'm telling you. I mean, and, I, and, I, and even as a scientist and reading some of the articles, mm -hmm. you know, scientific articles, you know, you when you get down into the nitty-gritty of it all, there's a lot of misinformation that is being pushed out to the general public that may not understand it, yeah. that may not yeah. understand it. And there are some things that are factual, mm -hmm. right? There are some things that are factual about, yes. you know, uh, colors, artificial colors and yeah. things, you know, that we that have been ushered into our system that mm -hmm. help maintain color quality. They all serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. These things function in these, in these products and ingredients. So, you know, I can't, I, I would hate to be responsible and Absolutely. I'm so sorry for anyone that feels any sort of way, but, <laughs> but I think that, um, it all, I just, it's a moral. Yeah, it all boils down to what I said, moderation, because it's almost like you can't escape it all, all the time. I love that. I love that. You can't escape it all, all the time. You all, I want you to connect uh, with Allie. This is her website, Allie-Manning.com. And for that dope social media that I was telling you all about, this is her social media, Instagram, 
Allie Manning mm-hmm. underscore how befitting carpe diem. <laughs> Thank you. I love you so much. Allie, thank you so much for joining us. I want to remind you all to make sure that you subscribe to the Well Life TV. Uh, For information like this, I want you to be well. I want you to be whole. I want you to be able to function and thrive and, and not stress about things that aren't necessary for you to stress over. And right. if you enjoy audio podcasts like I do, I love audio. I have listened to a few of yours. I am a podcast queen. I love information. Um, you can join me on the audio podcast, Holistically Speaking. Allie, thank you again so very much for joining me, for taking time. Um, I will be announcing you all on my website, holisticallywell.co, her books, and I'm going to be doing a giveaway. So I will um, make that announcement this week. In our closing, Allie, is there anything else that you'd like to say to the audience? Yeah, thank you. I, You know, I always say when I sign my books, continue to find joy and childlike fun. Mm. That's what sparked all of my creative interest again um, and has allowed me to live a meaningful and very purposeful life uh, in food science, food education, yeah. food consulting, community and um, creativity and so it's exciting to see how it continues to evolve but you know I no matter who I'm talking to no matter what they ask me I say eat it in moderation (laughs) you know I mean we're all we've all got to go one day but I'm not gonna let my food not all of my food choices deter me from the things that I enjoy so moderation (laughs) and you all that is our takeaway Everything in moderation. Thank you all so much for joining me. Thank you, Allie, for joining me, everyone. As you enjoy the rest of your day, your evening, your morning, whatever time you're catching this, remember always be well and be whole. Bye-bye.